This isn't any regular heat. This is nuclear heat. Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, bringing you the latest from the Square Circle on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Jake Bakoven. Hello and welcome into Nuclear Heat, our weekly wrestling podcast, and it is a great week to be in wrestling. I'm Jake Bakovin, he's Augie Pena. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Like I said, our show is Nuclear Heat. Uh, we will talk wrestling, we talk it every week, and, and, and just all the decisions that are made, and there were plenty of decisions made in this one. This is, again, a Smart Marks podcast. We know it's, that it's not real, but it is uh, It is real, excuse me, but it is also predetermined. And that's what makes it so interesting because we could talk about all the different decisions they try to make uh, to try to make more money at WrestleMania. They're already going to make money. There's plenty of money to be made. And now uh, with The Rock's return, uh, you, you know, you, you think about printing printing that stuff off pretty much. So uh, let's start with that. We, we usually review SmackDown and Raw and, uh, and at, at each segment. But in this one, we decided we're not going to hide the fact that we know the hottest thing in wrestling is happening and that was the final uh, segment of SmackDown. So we'll just jump into it right there. Cody Rhodes was going to come out and make his uh, decision, um, obviously after winning his, his opportunity to main event WrestleMania uh, through the Royal Rumble. And he had a confrontation with Roman Reigns. And uh, Roman Reigns did come out first, actually, and was talking a lot of trash to Seth Rollins. Um, eventually, this this lands... With the Rock's big return, and uh, in a in basically shaking hands with Cody, um, it was set up by Cody saying he knows you know somebody knows somebody close to Reigns. Uh, it has one been one of the people he's been talking to in the Rock's big return, and it's just so interestingly how they did this because the Rock has returned what twice prior yeah. in, in this mm-hmm. year, and it wasn't at <laughs> you know it was yeah. just on a SmackDown after Royal Rumble. Um, so just a lot of questions there. Obviously, so many moving parts in WWE and wrestling behind the scenes. But this is going to be, you know, it's just one of those moments in one of those feuds and however this shakes out um, that is going to be talked about similar to Daniel Bryan in, in his big triumphant um, movement that he had uh, that brought him to main event WrestleMania despite not winning the Royal Rumble in in. in uh, fighting Batista and Randy Orton back in 2014, this feels like it, it feels pretty similar uh, in that it's not just, you know, there's some WrestleManias and, and you know, that have good main events, but they're not all-timers. Like Seth Rollins cashing in, that's like an all-timer. Oh, you yeah. know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have this. This feels like a very close to an all-timer because of The Rock's return, yet the very, the most interesting part about this is that the reaction online um, and even on Raw is this big movement now for Cody because it, it is a feeling of sadness on behalf of Cody fans and just wrestling fans in general that have been watching the story. They want to finish the story. And now The Rock comes in, part-timer. It's always the bad guy in wrestling. Yeah. It's always the part-timer. Comes in and takes the job of, of the week-to-week guy. And uh, it is just fascinating. So many so many things to break down, but I've been talking for about five minutes, Augie, so I'll let you kind of break in and give your thoughts. But that's how exciting it is. It's hard not yeah. to be talking about this storyline and this feud. Yeah, no, as you know, I'm 
you know, the rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, you know, so I was of course very happy with the decision they made. Um, I loved this segment. Um, I could tell, you know, the Cody Rhodes fans too bad. So sad. Um, it's the rocks time right now. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it is, you know, just, just everything they've now set up, you know, for this, um, Cody winning the Royal rumble, you know, everybody was, you know, I was severely disappointed, you know, okay, here we go. You know, the second, you know, consecutive main event in WrestleMania is going to be Cody versus the rock. I was like, uh, how boring. And then, you know, boom, out of nowhere, it's, it's the rocks back. Um, and they didn't have to say anything, you know, it was just that stare down that happened. Um, it was brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm very excited, very engaged. And I know, I know non-wrestling fans are also going to be intrigued by this because it's The Rock. You know, he's yeah. one of the biggest names in Hollywood, even though his, his I would, I hate to say it, you know, his star has diminished a little bit. Um, he's still, you know, one of the top names out there um, in Hollywood in general. And to bring him back um, for, you know, the guy's like 53, 54 years old, this is more than likely going to be his last, you know, WrestleMania match, maybe just last match in general. Um, well, you know, depending on unless they give him the title um, at WrestleMania, <laughs> which they could do, uh, it just, it just, it brings a lot of eyes. You know, it's going to be one of the, the, the most viewed, I would say WrestleMania moments, um, that they have. And, you know, like, like you said, that, that intrigue of what are they going to do with Cody? You know, does he go after Seth Rollins? Do they squeeze him into this and make it a fatal th- or a, a triple threat match? Oh yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there's so many possibilities they can do with this, um, because, you know, the the rock versus roman is is big time you know they they've they've kind of been teasing it now but we know it's not just the rock versus roman you know it's gonna it's 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 the whole bloodline it's solo jimmy they're all the rocks family as well so yeah it's like so interesting yeah, so it, many different ways yeah they can go just with do it. so many things with it and, and smart move by the wwe and like you said you know maybe it was you know they had this plan unintentional but cody is getting the biggest wave of support i've ever seen for him right now. oh yeah everybody loves him um i don't feel bad for him you know it it is what it is you know there's some of us out there that generally want to see the rock versus roman reigns but even i'm intrigued of you know how are they gonna you know what are they gonna do what are they gonna do here and man it was just it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan right now well and part of that too is that that rain reigns title feels significantly more important than rollins it always Mm -hmm. has it's an established title um, and so what they've been doing with, with Seth Rollins is make him the workhorse, like make yep. him earn it and week to week tell you it's more important because you'll see him fight it, uh, you know, fight another, uh, uh, you know, challenger off. And the other one, it, you know, it, he just, he just did such a good job of, because there's always this idea of wrestling and it's what made Brock Lesnar big, um, you know, kind of prize fighters. It's yeah. even, you know, it's, it's KO's one of his nicknames, but he's kind of the opposite of it. He's yeah. a week to week guy. But if you can land, you know, one fight, you're kind of coming back like John Cena, he's coming. He, I don't know if he's going to have a WrestleMania match or not, but he can get it anytime he wants. He could mm-hmm. be a once a year prize fighter yep. and get the big cash in prize. Um, so it, it's it, it the way that Reigns talked down Seth Rollins. He he mentioned him, said exactly no pop when there yep. was no pop. Um, and, you know, it, it, and just talked down the title. He said, I work 10 times less than you and make 10 times more yep. uh, directed at Rollins, which is also interesting in a different way. I'm it, it, It's weird to say this, but I'm not really in the mood for Rollins and, yeah. and Reigns right now, but I always will be. You know what I mean? So yeah. any sort of uh, fight back and forth that they can have, uh, maybe... 
down the line uh, leading to a pay-per-view match after well after WrestleMania because another big question after all of this is if whether it's Rhodes or Rock do you put them over Reigns and then what's next for Reigns after you know something that that undeniably can't be followed I mean this yeah. is this is like replacing Nick Saban. You're not yeah. going to replace Nick Saban. You can't just have a four-year winning streak after this as yeah. a title. Now, I say they can't. They've done that with, like, Brock Lesnar's before yeah. where it feels like they're super seen as they'll push guys on you. Um, but, it, it and, and again, that goes back to the prize fighter, to to what they can they can market and, and make their top guy. And that's just what's so fascinating about all this thing is because the rock on the outside uh, of wrestling is by far the top guy. He's made his name in Hollywood. He's 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 far outside of depending on anything the WWE does. But now he's back in the business. He's he's a, he's a chairboard type of guy. There's even questions now of if he has more power than Triple H, mm-hmm. which is a- absolutely fascinating as Triple H still runs um, the the, the storyline. So. It, it it just it, the the number of storylines this has it, is it's tough to even explain to an outsider yeah. because it just keeps going like the, the the whole head of the table gimmick has always kind of been people have thought well what if the rock then because yeah. it's yeah. It, he's claiming he's the head of the family and we all know who is the who's the the, the biggest baddest man in the family yeah. has historically been the rock so it was all, already kind of like a handing the baton thing without the rock ever having done it. So, I mean, they could bring that in. I don't, I mean, Jimmy and Jay, I mean, they've got, they've got several family members um, in in NXT and just different wrestling brands. There's just so many different ways they can go with all of this. Uh, And, and it's taken wrestling Twitter and and just wrestling the community uh, by storm. We'll talk about that throughout the show, as you can imagine, Uh, but we better get to what else was going on in SmackDown. (laughs) Uh, as we review uh, the show from last Friday, Logan Paul kicked off the show uh, and uh, was talking about uh, Kevin Owens, who he had he'd recently defeated, and he wants another challenger. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, emerges from the back, and they have a little bit of a battle uh, talking back and forth, just kind of, I, I think, ex- extending the feud, le- yeah. letting the, the viewer know where this is ending. Um, but anyways, Austin Theory ends up coming out. Um, also of note, Corey Graves and Wade Barrett were on commentary for the first time with SmackDown. We saw the Raw group introduced last Monday. Um, and now Corey Graves doing play-by-play, as it were, as opposed to color commentator. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But in any case, in this match, Owens ends up beating Theory with the brass knuckles that Logan Paul gave him. Brass knuckles, kind of an age-old tale in wrestling, but I like it. I think it works with with all this whole group. And, you know, I, I, I think Austin Theory, excuse me, Kevin Owens and Logan Paul is interestingly interesting enough. I mean, because you you still have that finish of of the of of the cheat, right? Of Logan yeah. Paul cheating mm-hmm. to get that victory. So it makes sense that they might run around too for that coming yeah. up. Yeah, and I can see it. You know, at least for the Elimination Chamber. Um, I think for WrestleMania, you'll want. I hate to say this about Kevin Owens because he is such a great wrestler. You know, he he can you know put over anybody he needs to put on great programs. Um. But, you know, for Elimination Chamber, that's perfectly fine. But for WrestleMania, I feel like they got to go with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Logan Paul is going to drop the title um, anytime soon because they he is such a big name in the WWE and outside, kind of like The Rock. Not right. as big, but he's huge, you right. know, in the YouTube world, um, bringing a lot of eyes in. So that's somebody that's going to be there. Um, I, you know, they put on a great match. 
um, at uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, man, I feel so bad for Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. They're just kind of, what are they now, Logan Paul's little sidekicks? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, like, that's what they're relegated to. Um, no real direction for them on that. Um, but yeah, you know, this will be a good, a good fight. You know, they'll, they'll do something great. Like I said, I expect it to be at the elimination chamber and then Logan Paul more than likely just move on from there. Well, for theory, it's especially interesting because this time last year, he's starting his feud with John Cena to defeat John Cena at WrestleMania and is, you know, they've, they've given him just everybody. They gave him Vince. I think, I mean, they just gave him the rock returning even this past year, yep. even when it was past like the prime of believing that theory was still an, yeah. a, like up and comer. Um, now he's, he's solid. He's, he's, he's got nothing wrong with him. I just feel like he doesn't have any flavor to him right now. Um, they try the young cocky guy and, and he plays it well enough. He just, he's just missing something. Yep. And it's, it's interesting because they are bringing up a lot of different talent now from NXT mm-hmm. And so you'll see less TV time going, and he just is kind of floating down the card. Yet at the same time, I think he does, you know, he's he's a body guy, yep. um, which matters to the live audience because, it, you know, you, you want it to be as believable as you can. He could put on good matches. So I'm not necessarily saying, he, I mean, it, all I'm saying is he's seen better days, as you yeah. kind of pointed out. He, he doesn't necessarily have too much direction now. Um, so yeah. we'll see what happens next there. But I agree with you. Logan Paul, too, at WrestleMania makes the most sense. Uh, for that title. Uh, next up, we have the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team uh, Contenders match. LWO, Walkin Wild, and Cruz Del Toro against Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. They t- uh, also taking on, uh, taking participation in this match, Legato Del Fantasmo, Angel and Umberto, and Pretty Del Deadly, consisting of Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Uh, it was uh, pretty much a good... It, I mean, all these guys can go and, and put on an entertaining match, show off some athleticism, um, and ultimately they had Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate take the win. I feel like it's fine. I, I do feel like, and, and I was going to talk about this later. I, I don't necessarily care too much for the SmackDown tag team division, as opposed to the raw tag yeah. team division. I was more interested in that contenders match and Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate have been, you know, Tyler Bate just called up Pete Dunn, a gimmick changed to a degree. I mean, name change is the exact same yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he was before and so i don't know i'm not necessarily it's kind of weird i'm not necessarily cheering for them and i don't know if the crowd is so all of this is to eventually uh take on uh the the tag team champions in judgment day and i just don't see even though you know pete dunn and tyler Bate won this one i i don't see slash want them to be judgment day yeah you know leading up so it it feels it, it it's interesting i, I all i say is there but the problem is i don't necessarily see any of those that team i kind of like legato del fantasma I, I think angel and umberto you know former guys that have given singles runs themselves pretty deadly is entertaining <laughs> enough but you don't you know they're not gonna win type of deal yeah so i don't know i i i, I just feel I, I but that's overall that's the smackdown tag team division i just don't i don't know if i have a favorite yeah no and i agree with you this this was a good match. Like I'll say that it was a good entertaining match. I thought they put on, you know, a great display there, but man, you just, they just haven't done anything to build any of these guys up. They've been enhancement talent to me, you know, Um, you know, and they're just, their characters just don't captivate the audience. Like they need to, there's nothing special about them. You know I mean? They're, I hate to say this, all of these people, these wrestlers out there are literally just 
bodies in a match does that make sense like like there's yeah. no character there's no flavor to them like now, pre- with the exception of pretty <laughs> deadly i would say yeah but. pretty deadly but i mean what have they done of late you know they're kind of like a, a comedy you know yeah, they're a comedy act. yeah there's um, a there's a ceiling to them yeah but you know yeah that that is true it's it's just it, it's so hard like you said <clears throat> to really want them to win at all um i'm just i'm not invested in this either um <laughs> yeah and, and then, it's, and then it, it's also hard because the the champion the tag team champions they're unified or no, they're not unified. They're um, how would you even describe that? They're they're two separate belts. They're four separate belts, but they're held by the two same teams. So right. unified as opposed thing, right? as opposed to Roman Reigns, where they made they yeah. like melted them together and made a new belt out of it. Yeah, they never did that with the tag team championship. Yeah, so, so. It, it's it's two titles, but held by the same wrestlers. So that I always hate when they do. So that, they you know? can show up on both shows yeah. through their their rosters that they have. Yeah, seems like it's a, it's a little bit overcomplicating the whole thing. But. Yeah, and and I, because I had a blank moment of this, who two out of the Judgment Day are the champions? Well, do you that, know who that is because I straight up blanked on which two of them. Yeah. I know it's Finn Balor. Yeah, is it Damian Priest and Damian Priest? And Damian those Priest. are the two. Well, uh, they have the other two, uh, JD McDonough and 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 Mysterio uh, team up. And lose basically. That's, That's true. like the losing side That's of the Judgment true. Day where they can get booed, and then there's the like legit side of the Judgment Day that has the titles. Yeah, and 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 kind of what my point is, the tag team titles are kind of very irrelevant at this point. They're just held by the Judgment Day, kind of being held hostage because, as you see, a fatal four way. You know, the four best tag teams that SmackDown has to offer. Both of us would agree. We don't want to see either of these. You know, anyone from that match really win them and. You know, the tag titles are pretty much non-existent. So I agree with you on there. It was, like I said, good match, a lot of action, you know, but just nothing I was really rooting for. Nobody I was rooting for, I should say. One again, too. I mean, and I like the Judgment Day and I like them having the belts. A little bit of a problem with that is that they've dropped them here and there and, and picked them back up. So um, they're in, in WWE is doing this thing, you know, with with Reigns and Gunther to, you know, the, the how much you how long you take care yeah. of a belt uh, matters and, and Rollins is trying to get that across too. Um, so that's hurt it a little bit. The other thing too is you have to remember, I already said this about theory, but this time last year at WrestleMania for the uh, tag team championships was main eventing night one. So, yeah. you know, the tag team division, although I wouldn't say that was necessarily the division, that was yeah. just kind of the jumping off the reins storyline. Yeah. And by the way, never really makes sense because now um, somebody, speaking of somebody who is really lost, and again, we can get this on Raw, but we can we could cross talk a little bit. Um, is the the angle that they were doing um, with uh, Kevin Owens, buddy? And, I, and I'm blanking on his Sammy name, Zane. Sammy, Sammy Zayn. Oh my gosh, yeah, it that. feels so bad because he is he's just he's been a guy that's been tossed around from feud to feud, wins some of them with with buddies, but doesn't win them without him. And they just never had a plan for those belts. Like they could have made. Sometimes you just get in your own way. They could have made those tag team championships and the story matter into the next year. Mm-hmm. And instead, we don't have a plan for Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. Yeah. And Sami Zayn, as I was trying to say, be winning and breaking up, like not him not being a, a primary focus of going after Roman Reigns really is, is, is interesting in all of itself. And I don't want this all to revert back to The Rock yeah. and Cody Rhodes. But there was like a mini Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn movement Mm -hmm. at this time last year. And I was part of that. I would have loved to see Sami Zayn uh, continue to feud with Roman. And even after it, because somehow winning the tag team championships 
just ended Sami Zayn's interest in doing anything against Roman Reigns, who is still the title holder. But he broke up his family, so he's weaker, <laughs> but he still wins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes they just get lost in, the, in their whole story now is that, that Sami's character is so lost because he's not getting any consistent booking and hasn't stepped up to the level of a champion. And I'm going to tell you just quite frankly, as a guy who wanted to see him as part of the main event of WrestleMania last year, I don't, I'm not too invested in him right now as far as like taking that next step and becoming that champion. They've lost me if that's what their next step would be, yeah. but I hardly believe it will be because he takes too many pins. Yeah. And I mean, you, you said it last year at this time, he was the hottest name going into, you know, Elimination Chamber, because Elimination Chamber was in in Quebec, Montreal, wherever he was. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And he had his one-on-one with Roman Reigns, and, you know, people thought, generally, you know, one of the few times people were like, wow, you know, this story, this guy's so hot, could he, you know, could he do something? Um, He lost, and then, like you said, you know, then they went after the, the Usos, and, man, just talk about just disappointment. Once he won that title, just, they did nothing, you know, the... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they feuded with the judge or uh, the Usos for like three months, you know, and then they didn't even defend it anymore after that. So it just, yeah, it just, uh, I agree with you. And then his segment was just talk about, you know, a popcorn segment, you know, he, <laughs> right. he, he was talking to somebody talking about wanting to get back, you know, to it. And it's like, yeah, dude, I, I'm so sorry, Sami Zayn. Um, you're interesting. Your, your theme music's fun. You're great in the ring, but they did you so wrong right now. He has, he, he's not going to make the WrestleMania card because oh. they don't have enough time to do anything with him. Now. Well, and he was their, their pick for number 30 at, at the Royal Rumble, oh, too. And yeah. it's just that hurt a little bit. And it does like you got to watch out what you're doing there is that when he when his music hits and people are disappointed for a guy who, like you just said, his music gets people going. But they wanted the rock and yeah. it, it makes the booking just so confusing, further confusing. Yeah. But uh, I suppose we've went off track a little bit, so we better <laughs> jump back into SmackDown. Uh, Bailey then comes and makes her SmackDown decision. Um, this was set up earlier in the night when backstage Bailey overheard damage control teammates mocking her uh, and saying, "Ultimately, oh, Sky said Bailey is done tonight." Um, I, I I like what they did here. She ends up fending off a beatdown from damage control. She basically confronts them, uh, saying she was going to choose. Uh, to go after Rhea Ripley, but then confronts them. And after basically setting up her side of the story, Damage Control just attacks her. Uh, and uh, this turns pretty good, though, because Bailey, after getting beat up, <laughs> does eventually get her hands on a lead pipe mm -hmm. and start hitting uh, the other members of Damage Control. And then basically this just a really good shot um, of her with the lead pipe, Eos Sky with the title, uh, pausing before hitting each other. But then Bailey says she's going to... Uh, go ahead and 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 challenge EO Sky in Philadelphia at WrestleMania. Um, again, we all knew where this story was going to land, and so they had time. I think if they wanted to, to kind of stretch this story out a little bit more, mm -hmm. they kind of forced the Bailey needs to make her decision or is going to make yeah. a decision rather quickly. Um, and I think they, it's weird to say because they've been setting up for so long to say that they forced the angle. It just sometimes wrestling has <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And this is the worst time for damage control. You know, she's just, she just added, you know, this huge element where she could also be champion. You know, like this is the peak of her career where she's yeah. going to main event WrestleMania. Why of all nights now is Eosky and damage control saying, let's turn our back on her and weaken damage control. So you kind of have to ignore that. 
and, and I was kind of hoping for a little bit better of a segment or something that made a little bit more sense. Um, but ultimately, I knew it was happening. It's getting over. Bailey's wildly over with the crowd, which is interesting coming from her heel. Um, again, this huge heel run now going back to a face against EO Sky. I've seen some people even saying that they wouldn't mind seeing this main event night one of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't quite go that far myself, but I do think it's right. I mean, oh, talk about opening a WrestleMania. Absolutely, I'd be into it. I, I'm going to say this right now. If they decide to bring Bailey back as her hugger theme, as a baby face, Oof. I'm all for that. Oh, man, I'm yeah. all for that. I mean, you know, bring her back. That and, would be wild. I mean, it would be. Complete you know, turn of character. She went the whole cut the hair, you know, destroyed the wavy, playable, <laughs> unfettable man. Was that Whatever the still yeah, hair she's got um, when she's um, hugging people. That thing there. But, you know, I think this is where we disagree a little bit because, to me, it gave shades of evolution. You know, when Batista, it did. It when did, Batista yeah. um, turned, you know, challenged Triple H back in, what, 03, 04, somewhere yeah, around there? great moment. Uh, when we were, like, five years old or something like that. Um, yeah, great moment. You know, it gave shades to that. Um, I thought, I thought it was some good storytelling. It is a little mean girlish almost to say, you know, like sure. the whole talking behind her back, you know, laughing, like it, it was kind of, kind of clunky there, kind of a little weird, but you know, I thought Bailey's doing a good job, um, of communicating her side of it. Um, I, I do. She, I thought she did great at this because, you know, she was saying, you know, she did start damage control. You know, she did bring in EO Sky and Dakota Kai. You know, she was, she is the bigger name, you know, um, out, of, out of that faction. I know EO's the champion, but, you know, Bailey is, is the big name, the star. You know, she's, she's done everything um, in the WWE. And, you know, you're right. It, it is a little bit of kind of lazy to, oh, yeah, they've been making fun of me, you know, and it's because Oscar and, and, and what's her name? Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane yeah, are the there. Warriors are back. Um, and, and just, I don't know if you noticed, but when Bailey was talking and they were like kind of laughing, making fun of her, their, their acting just was kind of making me laugh a little bit. Um, just, <laughs> you know, they're in the background like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, laughing at her and the, the whole thing. So it's like Bailey was trying to be very serious about it. And those three. Um, but no, I, I think, <laughs> you know, well, I, I acting is a big part of wrestling. It really is. It and, is. and at times it, it does get in the way. It is. And I think it was so weird. Cause if you heard the crowd, there were moments where it felt like Bailey was trying to deliver a good moment, but cause everything was kind of colliding. The crowd kind of was like silent, was dead. You know, mm. they didn't know how to react to it. Um, but I kind of disagree. I think you need to pull the plug now. You know, you can't really have this drag on too long, um, you know, of who she's going to decide. Uh, to go with and and you know it had to be Eo Sky. Um, I'm excited for it. You know they now have three months, two months, two months to pretty much tell a great story here. See how it goes. Where was Dakota Kai? You know that's that is interesting. The, that's the interesting part of it. Um, well, it's because they used the language barrier too to set up this angle. Yeah. That 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 Bailey didn't know what the others were talking about, and you couldn't do that with Dakota Kai. She's yeah. just kind of been the translator yeah. at times. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I don't, yeah, but I, I think it does lead to Dakota Kai. I don't know if we'll see her until after this match. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it may, it would, it would be just, it would be good heat when she comes out after they resolve the WrestleMania issues. Yeah. And, and, and how about Bailey just with that perfect Japanese just coming out of nowhere? That, that really <laughs> surprised me there. Uh, no, but I agree with you. Um, I do think though, I, I think. Okay, I take that back. I don't always agree with you because um, <laughs> I do think Dakota Kai will have to be used because she'll probably side with Bailey um, hmm. on this. And man, did they miss? Did they miss an opportunity to bring back Sasha Banks or somebody like that? You know, to to team up with Bailey and you know bring back that 
that that friendship uh, that's been there. But you know that that's another subject for another day. Um, Anytime you can throw Sasha Banks oh, in there, it'll always, help just about any. Feud, always, you so. know, we're, we're always we're, <laughs> we're always hoping she can come back to the WWE because she's money. Oh yes, she's, yes. she's, she's great. Monet. Uh, she was one of my favorites when she was <laughs> when she was there um, on there. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I thought you know Bailey did good. Um, the other three. Bailey's gonna really have to carry this for you know the next, which she has, but yeah. she's really, really gonna have to carry this now for the next two months because Oscar, she's done everything as well, but it's it's that language barrier. It just makes it hard. You know, it's gonna kind of be like a Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins situation. Mm-hmm. You know, where I feel like a lot of the promos aren't gonna be in English, so we kind of got to be prepared for that. Um, as long as they have, and and they don't have subtitles, so never mind. I can't say that because that makes <laughs> it hard. But you know, I think Bailey can Bailey can do it. I just let it be known now. I want her to come out in her hugger costume with the wavy people, the hair to the side, the the mat, everything. I want it all. So, well, it's interesting too because I th- I did just think about one thing too that I liked about this segment is uh, they did have or maybe this this might have been last night actually on Raw, but it, it still pertains to one of these people uh, is when they had the Kabuki Warriors warming up before their match, and Kyrie Sane's like doing some like sort of workout and she's like 70 pounds yeah. soaking wet yeah. no i don't know how, how much she is but she's a very small girl mm-hmm. to the point that when you go to the live event if you get close to you know the close seats you can hear like the thunderous sound yeah. of hitting the mat and uh you know i've been to i've been up pretty close to a match where she was at um it also applies to the uh, the girl from lwo but so there are smaller wrestlers that do it but they're just so small and so their finisher too is her elbow off the top rope and it yeah. just I don't know. <laughs> like, I with Oscar there, I feel like your finisher. If you wanted to make the Kabuki Warriors a little bit more legit, but I understand too. They're cu- trying to put Kyrie Sane yeah. over in that moment, and, and with that finisher. So uh, we'll see. I just I thought it was funny to see her like fake working out, and you're like, <laughs> does she hilarious. do that on routinely? Because she's not necessarily a muscle yeah. uh, muscle bound wrestler. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let's move on. Uh, backstage, SmackDown manager. Nick Aldis uh, is talking with Ron Breaker. Adam Pierce comes in, interrupts, um, and uh, he wants to talk. They're basically battling to try to get Ron Breaker. They're talking about which uh, brand should have him. Jane Cardgill then enters the picture, uh, and Pierce makes a little jab at, at Aldis and his business methods there. Um, interesting stuff, and again, interesting times. Those are two big names. I mean, you talk about the future of wrestling. Ron Breaker and Jade Cardgill look the part more than anybody that's that they've brought up lately. Yep. No, and I agree. And, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to see these two where they end up, who they feud with. Um, I believe, you know, there's enough time to get them in WrestleMania. I think you, you need to, Yes. you were kind of talking about, um, you know, them not having a name, you know, who could carry me. And this will go back to the rock and Roman reigns. Ron breaker to me is a guy. If they can build him just right. He he's a guy that can do it. Um, he's a guy I think that can, you know, elevate can be that next, Roman Brock Brock Lesnar I think is a great comparison mm. um on there He's so darn athletic yeah yeah 100 percent um I'm not a fan of him being a tag team partner with with uh is it Baron Corbin is that who yeah he's with right that's, now that's kind of a um, red so, flag because that doesn't that's a odd booking but yeah so so we'll see where they go from there because I think they just won like a title down in NXT or something yeah yeah um so we'll see where they go with this but man and then Jay Cargill I mean you know the there, there's no ceiling for these for these two. Um, they they have the it factors. They're they're yeah. I think the two that they're young. You know they can put the company on their back for the next fifteen years. Um, you know, knock on wood. You know, no injuries or anything like that. But man, it's an exciting time for wrestling right now. 
Absolutely. And, and again, just, just adding to it is, is that young talent coming up in, I suppose it is bringing over Jade Cargill, who I heard uh, with like undeniable when you see her, like her presence will, yeah. will get you over. I'm a hard, like I'm a wrestling fan. Even when I hear that, you know, because I, I, I'd heard that before about certain guys like Karrion Cross included. And, you know, then when you see it, you're like, well, I, you know, this guy's got to earn, earn it for me. Yeah. Jade Cargill does not. I saw no. her once in the Royal Rumble. Yep. But yeah. She's legit, and, and they got to set her up with Bianca Belair mm-hmm. um, because talk about athleticism and excitement there. Yep. In any case, speaking of Karrion Cross, said, oh, Karrion Cross, <laughs> could we hear more about him and his no, new uh, group, The Final Testament? <laughs> uh, you're in luck because uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits were, were set to go off against The Final Testament. The match never got underway, and they never resolved that. Uh, kind of bothered me. Yep. As they, they instead had a brawl breakout, I guess the brawl was supposed to be uh, serious enough uh, that they could not possibly get the match going. But if you're going to go out, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, it just, it was kind of a weird segment where they forgot to end the match. And I was like, well, did they do the match? Uh, but all of it was ultimately to to set up B-Fab joining <laughs> Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, which is some long-term storytelling because they've had her run into Bobby in the back before. Um, Scarlet interfered and basically got the upper hand. And so now... With the final testament, who's been thrown together in a, a few weeks. Now Bobby Lashley and the Street Prophet need an answer for Scarlet. They get it in the way of B Fab. Um, could you can you wait till the next <laughs> chapter of this feud? Dude, the last <laughs> B Fab has been cut twice from the WWE. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't get this. There there was absolutely no pop for her. I honestly think nobody knew who she was. Because I think right. Like, like you just, and you feel bad when that happens, but it's like, you know, all of these guys, unfortunately, they, they just, I don't see anything going from this storyline. This is kind of a filler storyline. Right. Um, and it, it it's weird. Cause we've talked about it, you know, carrying cross always goes and he's like, I'm coming after you loses the feud. I'm coming after you, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's just, it's weird. And then Bobby lashing the street profits. I thought that was going to be something. Um, this just doesn't do it for me. This, this, this was bad. Um, I don't, I won't say that often, but I thought this was a bad segment, nothing going forward, poor B-Fab, but this, this, this was a, a, a black eye on the, on a really good SmackDown episode, I thought. Yeah. And it's just because I, I, I think that those teams are, they, I, I think that WWE was hoping that they're over without earning it because of the individual talents that are involved. But Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have like just recently turned face but they they haven't really won a huge feud, um, and just for all the potential that was there, they haven't hit it yet. Yep. And the final testament is interesting, at least if you can if you can if you can do it. <laughs> yeah. If you can believe in carrying cross again, it's interesting in that way um, because I do like the muscle that he's brought into the group. But he's like his whole career has been scary video lost feud, so. You know, why am I supposed to believe that this is any different? And and again, do I care who wins this feud? You know, I, I, I don't know that yet I do. So I think they've got a ways to go here. Uh, a lot of people involved and mm-hmm. and we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I, I like I like big groups. Um, I like factions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is some potential with both of them. They just have to be booked the right way. And and, and we'll see. Yep. I, to me, this this wasn't it yet. Um, but then we had Mishin against Tiffany Stratton. This was uh, set up from early in the night. Tiffany Stratton, now an official member of SmackDown, 
And uh, while confronting a, a few of the girls in the back, uh, she ended up slapping me shin. Um, and so the crowd not really into this one. It's it's a kind of a debut for Tiffany Stratton. She looked athletic. She looked good. She got the win. Um, and I guess that's the, kind of the story to it. Yep. The, the more interesting to me, though, was Mishin was not apparently a part of the OC tonight. Her attitude, her character just kind of changed yep. and was kind of a rowdy uh, member of the back. And so that was just kind of weird. It wasn't necessarily Mishin in, in the OC or, you know, kind of had a different character. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. It, it just I, I don't know what they're doing with that one either, with that faction, um, you know. OC minus AJ Styles is yeah. really in trouble. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, because it's, it's Carl Anderson and um, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. Yeah. They've been released like three times. You know, yeah. they just keep coming back to be with AJ Styles. Um, I think it's, you know, a, a way for them to keep AJ. You know, the WWE is like, hey, you know, we'll bring your, we'll bring your good friends back um, every time. But man, this Tiffany Stratus, she has the look, you know, I, she's athletic. Um, she's somebody else that's pretty young, I think can do something, but if they're going to go into kind of a few like this with Michonne or something, I, I just, I don't think this is right because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You, you, you know, I forgot who Michonne was for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mia said, Yim, by the way, yeah, if, no, if you haven't watched yep. recently, she also changed her name from Mia Yim. Yeah. And, and you know, that's just, um, that's not good. You know, you don't yeah. want to put a rising star or somebody, you know, that can, she was really good in NXT from what I heard. Like I said, I don't keep up with NXT that often, but you know, when they come up, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to do a little bit of research to see yeah. them. And Tiffany Stratton, you know, she, she was kind of the it, you know, in, um, in NXT. I think she took the belt away from Becky. If yeah. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she got that Becky rub and this is kind of the first, you know, the first person you put on there. It, it could be a squash match, you know, um, or something like that, you know, just a, a first look. Yeah. Hopefully they I don't go think from it's there. necessarily a few. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that that's my hope that they don't do that. Um, but she's somebody just like Jade. She doesn't have a star power as Jade yet. But yeah. man, like you, like we said, like we keep saying, WWE's got some young talent that I'm pretty excited for here. Well, and that's what makes it interesting too with Stratton is that she, because I, I completely agree with what you're saying is that like long term, I'm interested in what she can bring to the table. But she, she isn't ready for a WrestleMania stage, mm-hmm. or at least you know her star power is not there, and so they kind of have her, you know, in the back. Uh, mixing up with some of the top stars and they didn't quite do that yet. Um, you know, for some of their, some of their up and coming, ta- their, their better up and coming talent that we we're talking about with Jade Gargill. So mm-hmm. um, I'm interested there again, there's always this pay-per-view in between uh, the rumble and WrestleMania yeah. where you, you, some of, some of the storytelling is setting that up and then some of it's setting up WrestleMania. So that's fascinating in itself to kind of see, what their long storm plans are there. Uh, to wrap up SmackDown was the, the Cody Rhodes decision. Like we talked about, um, uh, Rollins actually absolutely getting buried out there by Reigns. Cody goes out, uh, explains, um, kind of asking what is finishing the story. And then the rock music hits and, uh, social media is never the same afterwards. <laughs> 100%. Uh, and, and just crazy. I, 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 I can't, can't imagine the the, the 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 we want Cody movement coming out of it. There's talks too about the WWE actually planning for this. You know it, how much of this is all kind of worked in, built in hopes that this would be the way they go because they embraced it. And uh, we could start on on Raw here in a second and, and talk about that because they embraced the we want Cody movement, the whole thing that's going on in their internet wrestling community. And used it in their storyline on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He's Aggie Pena. We just ran through SmackDown. 
Uh, now let's get to Raw. Uh, Raw was a, was a pretty good match. Of course, always you know, three hours long, so you're going to have some <laughs> matches that aren't quite there for you. But I thought they kept it pretty entertaining uh, in this time around. Like I said, they wasted no time. Uh, Seth Rollins' music opening to, you know, you know kicking off their show. I would have maybe liked because they eventually brought Cody Rhodes out, maybe to start with Rhodes, mm-hmm. just because that would have felt like, okay, here we are. We're doing this right yeah. away. Um, but they, they had Seth Rollins go out, and it made sense. He's, he's go out there. He's frustrated. He wants to hear um, what the decision ultimately will be for Cody at WrestleMania 40. Um, you, you, and I don't know if this was at, at that time. I'm trying to think. Because he, he walked out there and eventually had Drew McIntyre interfere with, interfere with these guys. But throughout the match, it was, or throughout the, the promo, interestingly enough, people, the chance started of Rocky sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, again, kind of acknowledging we want this, this we want Cody movement. The other things is there, there's we want Cody signs everywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if those were passed out by the WWE or not. Some of them look like it, right? Yeah. So if you remember the Cesaro section, yep. where they very clearly handed out a bunch well, of signs, they kind of had that feeling going there. So mm-hmm. it was just so interesting. Um, I'll let you get to your point real quick, but just to, to end that off, Michael Cole, Cole even said, uh, you know, is, is it 1996 <laughs> again? Because that's how long ago it's been basically yeah. since The Rock didn't have the crowd on his side. So just a crazy way to start it off. Um, Drew McIntyre gets involved, and we can talk about that too. But really... To me, just kind of the ambience of Rollins and Cody in the match was interesting enough. Um, McIntyre came out and, and does that thing where he's kind of walking on the line of being a good guy and a bad guy because he's actually making some pretty good points, um, but ends up being the bad guy because yeah. he, he, he gives a, a Glasgow kiss, as he calls it, a headbutt um, to Seth Rollins, who's injured at the moment. But uh, So I just wanted to, to end that off uh, to set you up for kind of what your thoughts were about the biggest story in wrestling, how, how they, how did they, to you kind of uh, transition and move the story uh, to Monday? Oh yeah. 100%. It, it's WWE's. Uh, they handed out those signs because all the signs look the same. So, yeah. you know, unless, unless there was like this crazed fan that made like hundreds of signs, you know, exactly the same and just gave them out there. It's a hundred percent there. Um, I thought, you know, I, man, they're, they're killing it with this, with this booking right now, because as we talked about it before, it opening the possibility for just so many things to happen. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of people are hating on The Rock right now, but he is, even if it's unintentionally, helping elevate Cody Rhodes to this, you know, stratosphere of everybody wants him now. You know, he's getting screwed over, um, you know, because essentially, you know, The Rock is the board of directors, you know, so they're saying, oh, The Rock wants WrestleMania. He can take it. Um, yeah. You know, even though Kurt, Cody technically earned it you know with the second back to you know uh, back-to-back royal rumble wins um there and all that and i thought it was just it, it was a great start to raw um like you you know they seth called out cody and they kind of talked about it but cody never really you know i don't know if i'm wrong here but it, it just felt like it was never really answered you know what yeah what was going on what kind of you know, happened there. It was, you know, well, that was the, they basically, now that I remember it, they set it up like, you know, what, what's the answer. And then Drew McIntyre's music hit. So he's the bad guy for interrupting it. And that to me is where it's like, you just don't know what they're going to do on this. And it, and it's beautiful. I love it. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And I, I mentioned this to you earlier too. Drew McIntyre is just phenomenal in the role he's in right now. He had the, 
when he opened up the shirt and he was like, it, it, it's a picture of him next to a grave and it's CM Punk yeah. like main event or WrestleMania dreams or something like that. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre coming out saying, you know, he had it a perfect plan. You know, it was going to be him versus Seth Rollins and then Cody screwed it up. Um, man, they just, they, they were killing it tonight. All three of them, um, in that stuff. I I'm excited, man. I, I could talk on and on and on about it. Um, in there and the crowd, the crowd was mm. just hundred percent behind Cody Rhodes. Even though, you know, like we said, nobody wants Cody versus Seth, but this segment, everybody's just behind Cody. Mm -hmm. And I've heard rumors they've had, they had a, they had to censor out some of those Rocky uh, sucks chants because it was just overwhelming. Um, and, you know, the WWE does that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll mute sounds or they'll plug yeah. in sounds. Pipe in and, music. Yeah. And I heard Pipe they, in noise, crowd noise. Yeah. And yeah. I heard they had to, they had to kind of bring that down because it was just so much of, you know, um, Rocky sucks, which, Hurts my heart, you know. I I want the yeah. I want the Rock to to main event this WrestleMania, but man, it's just it's so much fun on there, and the WWE is having a heck of a time uh, raking in, you know, all the money they're about to with with whatever decision they go with here. Which and, and again, all the sympathy is coming off how poorly they booked it, <laughs> because yeah. if he win, if he doesn't win Royal Rumble, then we don't feel like he's earned his shot, like he yep. should have, you know. And if they had Rock's music hit on 30, he goes out there. I mean, everybody would be behind it, and yeah. it would be just as hot. Yeah. So I don't. So part of the the whole thing too is like, yes, it, it, it's it's like they've definitely got you feeling some type of way, whether you love the booking, um, you know, whatever whatever grade you would you hate it, you you feel some sort of way about how they've done it. It hasn't been ideal, but there you know, there's no shortage of opinions on all of it. So, um, it it, it the best thing in wrestling is to have people talking, and they've got people talking right now and we also you know i love it when you don't know what's going to happen next yep. and you know to include even the rock winning at wrestlemania most people say well the rock's not going to win because then he'd have to carry the belt and you know maybe you'd want to have some sort of legitimacy yeah um it's all it's all kind of open out there because <laughs> i'll just say it mr mcmahon the character is no longer going to be a part of wwe mm -hmm. so there's kind of a a gap a, a role that could be filled by a, a triple H yeah. who will have to see what he knew and didn't know. Right. With all that yeah. stuff and, or the rock, which is, I, I think some of the, the feelings toward him too, is he's, he's kind of the new, he could be the new Mr. McMahon yeah. basically yeah, uh, for the be. next 30 years. You know, if he wants to be, it's, it's basically up to him. And he came in and took, <laughs> took WrestleMania yeah. at the time it was, it was open, which is fascinating because again, the Rock could have done this anytime he ever wanted to, I mm -hmm. mean, you know, and, and they've built up th that star. So it's just, it's absolutely fascinating. Add in the, the family ties with Roman Reigns and, and that story uh, couldn't get any better. So we don't know where it's going. I love that in wrestling, uh, but we'll see where it lands. And it's going to be pretty much fantastic no matter how they get there. Uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match coming up next again. Uh, the winner of this would, would take on uh, the winner uh, that, that won SmackDown, uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. Um, this is the group that I'm saying, I just feel like this is a better tag team division in Raw, uh, where you had Imperium, the New Day, the Creed Brothers, uh, all fighting uh, DIYs, Tommy, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, who ultimately got the win. Um, I don't know if the, that was the right decision for me. They've been pushing DIY. Um, they definitely have an NXT crowd. Sometimes I get a little bit too over, like, NXT yeah. connections with with. Triple H feelings and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano against Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate is definitely that. Yep. Um, 
So, you know, I think that's interesting there. Imperium was, you know, kind of they kind of kept the Imperium doesn't like New Day thing going on here. Um, and yeah, I like the I like the talent involved. Uh, but I'll just admit it. I like Imperium and I want them to win. <laughs> yeah. I want I want the other members of Imperium to be pushed legitimately. Yeah, and that's kind of where I I'm, it's funny you said that at the end there because you know we didn't discuss it, but that's exactly where I was going. Is I like the other two of Imperium. Well, I like uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Right. Um, I want him to do something, and this would have been the perfect opportunity. Even if they're not going to beat the Judgment Day, um, this would have been the perfect time to kind of give them a push because Gunther is, you know, getting his 600 day celebration. Um, can you imagine, you know, just how much more Imperium's le- legitimacy would be pushed if they could have won this and, you know, been contending for a title, right. um, instead of the, the kind of the side characters where it looks like this feel like lackeys. Like, still. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it, would have, it would have really upped them there. Um, it, it's fine. You know, I've never been behind Tomasa Champa and Johnny Gargano. Um, this to me just tells me they're not going to take the titles away from the judgment day anytime soon. Um, if they pulled the trigger, I'd be very stunned, um, on that, but yeah, it, it's, it's just one of those feelings, you know, where it's like these, these four guys, unfortunately they're trying, but they're not taking those titles. I, it's just, I, I could, I could feel any sort of way. I, I could care less if it's either, <laughs> if it's DIY or Pete Dunn and Tyler yeah. Bate, I really could. And like you said, either way, I will be pretty upset if judgment day drops <laughs> it to either of them. So you at least got that going for you at the end is, uh, there, there'll be such underdogs that I'll be frustrated if they win. I don't know if that's the story <laughs> you're trying to tell, but I think they've got themselves. I mean, I think fatal four way tag team match was perfect. I mean, anytime you can add stakes to a, to, to a match to, to raw or SmackDown, um, it's fantastic. So I like the setup. I don't know about the execution. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the elimination chamber qualifier. Like I was just speaking of, put some big, big time stakes on a match makes it a little bit more interesting. We had Becky Lynch against Shayna Baszler. Uh, I love Shayna, Shayna Baszler, but I know uh, her promo skills are going to always limit her a bit, but they've, they've they've got a good story going with her and Becky Lynch. have had a bit of a rivalry over the last year. Becky Lynch ultimately wins this one, and she's got to be one of the favorites to go against Rhea Ripley, like the, the favorites to win this, because now she's in the Elimination Chamber. We'll see. We don't know any of the other competitors, but to me, um, I think that, that, you know, well, Becky Lynch is just at a spot where you can do that with her, mm-hmm. where you, you could just throw her at Rhea Ripley, and it's WrestleMania worthy. Um, and if she has to win in the qualifier, that looks pretty good. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you, do you think that that's, it's really more asking, what are your thoughts about Rhea Ripley's WrestleMania opponent, who that will be? Becky is going to have a chance at it. Yeah, no, I do agree. Um, you know, Becky does have to be the odds of favorite. Um, interesting fact, this is actually Becky Lynch's first time ever in an elimination chamber. That is um, interesting. Yeah, Surprising. They, they, I heard that. Because she, she loses her qualifying matches all the time. Um, so that, that's big there. You know, she finally got over that hump, um, on it there. And, you know, I, I would love to see Becky versus Rhea because, you know, we've mentioned it, um, Becky or, uh, Rhea just has kind of had a very underwhelming title run. They haven't done much for her. Um, so to put her into kind of like a, a WrestleMania event with Becky Lynch, I think would be great because Becky Lynch always has that star, no matter what she's doing. She has that it factor. Um, it, it really just depends though. I, I am curious to see kind of who else they bring in. Um, into this elimination chamber, Becky, obviously, you know, is kind of the biggest name. If they were to bring someone like a Bianca Belair, you know, you think she's going against Jade Cargill, you know, that, yeah. that was kind of set up there. I'll uh, throw Cargill in the match though. And I'll be glued. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm, you know, they, they yeah. have, they have some, kind options. Of some names, um, options to do that with. Um, but you know, Liv Morgan, you know, her, yeah. she was away. She was hurt. You know, yeah. she still has a big following. 
Um, She's also to be a little bit hurt from that 30th entrance yeah. not being Sasha Banks. Yep. Yep. I couldn't help but think of it with her backstage segment this that, week. That is that is very true um, with that. So, yeah, I, I think Becky is the, is the choice there. Um, thank everything. It's not going to be Nia Jax. Well, I know we'll get to that later here, but I was very worried. <laughs> you know, your girl Nia Jax would have been the, the main, the WrestleMania opponent, but it looks like that's, that's not, that's not going to be it. Um, so yeah, to me, Becky Lynch is, is the perfect choice, you know? And honestly, at that point, if Becky were to beat Rhea, it's legit, you know, it either way, it's, it's legitimate on who, who beats who, um, and they can kind of carry the title into, you know, maybe a year if they really have to there. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, we're talking about over with the audience. Mommy is certainly uh, one of those in the crowd where she's part of this absolute heel faction and the crowd loves her. Mm -hmm. um, and if they would have done it right, and I, I agree with you to a degree, I think she's she's, she's had an okay, okay title run, but, um, you know, she's not all it's not the focus isn't always on her. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's judgment day. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that she's a character that they could have had they done it correctly have her main event a night one of WrestleMania mm -hmm. just with her character. And, you know, but they haven't done a long storm story there. Yep. Uh, so I don't think that they're, they're going to going to be doing that, but I'm still intrigued by whoever they throw throw in there with her. And like we said, she's got some options there. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Ripley did come out on the show. Uh, Adam Pierce did not like it as he had to go and interrupt her. She wanted her hands on Nia Jax. Adam Pierce uh, ultimately revealed that he had booked the Eradicator against Nia Jax at Elimination Chamber. Jax's music hits. Uh, much to Adam Pierce's disappointment, he cannot stop her from getting to the ring. And, and you know, they, they just wanted to throw hands. Um, ultimately, though, and I thought this was interesting, they're definitely pushing the irresistible force side of Nia Jax mm -hmm. right now, where she's the biggest, baddest girl in the locker, locker room. Um, she ends up winning this, this little battle. She stands tall at the end. Partially because Rhea Ripley, they kind of protected her. She was held back by some yeah. security. But uh, Jax ultimately lays her flat. And they do that a little too much with Ripley, especially for how over she is, especially for the champion. She looks vulnerable, too vulnerable, uh, too many times for me. Uh, and this was another one of those occasions. Again, I think she's clearly going to win, beat Nia Jax, and, and move on to WrestleMania. So in the long term, she's going to win the war. I understand they want Jax yeah. to win some battles to make it believable. But I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that's two consecutive weeks now that we just see her. And this time she was supposed supposedly so mad that a crowd of men could not stop her yeah. in her furious anger to get her hands on Nia Jackson. Yet it didn't matter. Yeah, no. And I agree with you. It's, it, it, it's kind of a bad look, man. The Adam Pierce part of it was hilarious because he kept trying to get into the ring to stop it. And, and, you know, he'd be inadvertently knocked out. Um, I thought, I thought it was a good segment. The ending, like you said, was disappointing. I know they're trying to make it look like Nia can actually beat. Rhea Ripley, which let's be honest, Nia has the, you know, the ability and the look, you know, to beat a Rhea Ripley um, out of everybody that Rhea oh, yeah. kind of kind of fought um, or had a title defense against Rhea is kind of the most believable in there um, with that. But yeah, it, it, it's just kind of weird. And knock on wood, I know you're a big Nia Jax fan, but my number one concern <laughs> was she injures people. Yeah. If they're going to give Rhea Ripley versus Nia, Nia Jax in in elimination chamber they better hope that nothing bad happens because <laughs> nia Jax tends to do things she does and people tend to get hurt hurt from it so I, i'm just saying you know if trust me you're you've told me you like nia Jax. you know you're, i do you're, you're, you're uh, yeah that. i like the but resistible I'm gonna let, force I, i'm gonna tell you this right now 
if Rhea Ripley gets hurt from that match and misses WrestleMania, I may not look at you for a little bit. <laughs> I may I may be a little disappointed there. Um, but you know, it's good storytelling, like you like we said, until the end. Um, this will be a match. I think it will be a good match at Eliminated Chamber. I'll give yeah. her that. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be hard hitting. It'll be interesting to see how Rhea beats Nia Jax. Cause I mean, she's Nia Jax is like you know, I just towering I, over her. Yes, yeah. yes. That that's the that's the way um for it there. And you know, she's so strong. You know, she's just she's a she's a force. Um, you know, which is the the name there, and it's just yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what what they do there. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait for it. Any, anything involving Rhea Ripley uh, is is just music right now. The WWE's ears because mm-hmm. they can print print those T shirts off, including yeah. the ones with our truth now. Yeah, uh, that he starts handing out later in the show. Uh, let's get to Kira Tozawa and Maxine Dupree against Ivar and Valhalla. Um, this is the popcorn match. Unfortunately, Raw three hours long. This one's not necessarily going to be for everybody. Uh, Tazawa and Maxine Dupree, obviously a comedy kind of faction group over there. And Aval, Ivar and Valhalla, I mean, they pushed Ivar for a little bit, but he never, he didn't really, they never really got him over. And Valhalla just cannot buy a win in this company. Um, and it happened again. Ivar and, I mean, Ivar and Valhalla actually do get the win, but the only way Valhalla wins is if Ivar is, inv- yeah. is involved. And so they kind of do the mini push. But it's just weird because Ivar should beat I- Akira uh, ten out of ten times. So when he does, what what difference does it make? <laughs> yeah, it and 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 I told you this, Maxine Dupree. That was very hard to watch her in the ring. She the Royal Rumble too. Um, if if you look like at reviews and some and stuff like that, people are saying she needs to go back down to NXT because she looks rough. She's not the wrestler. She, wrestler, she, she yeah. can't even sell like getting hit. Like you literally just. Take a punch, fall down. You know, she does like this whole take a punch. Oh, days goes down. It just, it did not look good um, on there. So, you know, hopefully she improves, but this, this was not a good match. I'm sorry. You know, this, like you said, three hours long popcorn match. There's that. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of where it was. Yeah, that's where it was. We'll leave it at that as well. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Miz against JD McDonough. Um, Our truth who has, has teamed with the Miz before does interrupt the match. He goes out and starts handing out um, T-shirts with him involved in on the uh, in on the uh, the Judgment Day. They had a segment a little bit earlier where he busted into their locker room, and they, it looks like they're just all just kind of tired of him at this point. But they don't have time to deal with him as as, as McDonough was kind of putting it. Um, ultimately, Miz does get the win off the r Truth uh, distraction. r Truth tried to hand McDonough some money. So I, I love wrestling involving money. That's an yep. age-old wrestling deal, too, where J.D. McDonough gets hit in the face and throws up all the money, gets pinned as the money is raining down. So I thought that was a really, a really fun uh, match, again, for something with, I will say, little stakes on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was hilarious. R-Truth is, is becoming one of my favorite, you know, he, he's been for a while, you know, one of my favorite, um, you know, wrestlers. He's, he's hilarious. The guy is just hilarious. They always find a spot for him. He's like 55 years old. And he's still doing this um, on there. And it, it's just, you know, him coming out and throwing the shirts, you know, getting it all involved. Um, part of it was, you know, Dominic Mysterio was with, with, with JD and R-Truth comes from behind and puts a shirt over Dominic. So that kind of <laughs> right. that kind of prevents him from getting um, involved in this match. Um, and then, yeah, he hands the money to JD. JD's like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Get hits with Phil Constant Finale. It's it's, it's phenomenal. Um, it's, it, it's great. And, and, and there's kind of a twist to this because, you know, our truth is trying to get into the judgment day 
And, and in that segment behind the scenes, Damien Priest is like, our truth, just make yourself at home. You know, so people are like, oh, you know, are they annoyed or they're letting him in? And the Miz, you know, is one of our truth's friends, you know, former tag team partner. So it's one of those like, is it going to be a swerve? You know, is this all like a distraction to get over on the judgment day? Will that be, you know, where they go with the WrestleMania for, you know, the judgment day titles? Um, our truth in the Miz that that could be fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, find a way to get our truth in there because he's he's big money right now. He's he 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 gets the crowd going and he's hilarious. So I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I I kind of thought that too. I don't know if the Miz and our truth will be uh, the WrestleMania match, but they don't have one currently for Judgment Day. So we'll kind of see what they do there. Uh, let's go to Gunther's 600 days celebration. Um, of course, Imperium goes out there and 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 they wanted everything to be perfect. Everything went well. Um, and Guther is just such a does such a good job of trash talking the audience and everybody. Um, so he, he started doing that and being boastful. Interrupted by Jay Uso uh, because Guther said he didn't have anybody else in the locker room that could beat him. Jay Uso, uh, who has has also kind of just been floating around, being involved in good guy feuds as as part of a group, but not having his own um, uh, matchups. Uh, comes out, he's very over with the audience. He gets them going with a simple gesture, as Gunther puts it, for a simple crowd. But it's exciting when he does yeah. that. If you, And I've been to the live event again <laughs> recently. It's really cool to see a whole, whole crowd of people doing that. Is Jey Uso finally the man to dethrone Gunther? And is this uh, feud long enough to last in WrestleMania? Um, I don't think so, because I, I think, you know, with somebody at Gunther who is now, you know, the longest reigning intercontinental uh, champ, I don't think it's Jay. You know, it... it Jay is over. Jay is legitimate. But I just feel like this should be a young star. You know, somebody younger that could really use a rub because it's going to be a good match. You know, Jay, Jay Gunther, that's going to be fun. There's going to be like a million super t- kicks here in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll see that. And it could be the WrestleMania match. Um, but I just, I, 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 I love Jay. You know, he's fun. But I was a little disappointed to hear his music come on. Um, but to your point, they're not doing anything, you know, they got to fill it and it's not bad. It's just in my mind, which, you know, I don't run anything. I'm just a fan over here that, that, <laughs> that, you know, puts up dream matches. This isn't what I would want for, for, for Gunther, um, going into WrestleMania. That's interesting. I, I because I, I, I do agree with you. I don't think this is the WrestleMania match. I think this is, uh, for their next premium live event, but it's, it, you know, I think that there's enough of a possibility that Jay Uso could dethrone Gunther, partially because you still kind of wonder if Gunther's ready to drop that title and go for a main event title picture. Like, he could do that, too. Yeah. I don't know about that quite at WrestleMania, but Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is so not the end goal <laughs> that we that any of us want yeah. that somehow maybe Seth Rollins... I mean, maybe you do still end up with Rollins and Gunther, which would be a fresh matchup at WrestleMania that felt like either of them could win. Um, you know, I would like something like that. So maybe this is where they do that. The other thing is just in general, I think Jey Uso, as I mentioned, is kind of this, he's so over, but doesn't have a direction. Did they learn from what they've done to Sami Zayn? Like yeah. you need to, to give some them something and, and, and while it's hot, get it over. Um, so I do think Uso could be the one to dethrone Gunther. I still would go like 85, 15 Gunther, but there's just enough. And, and often, Throughout Gunther's feuds, there's just not enough believability that the other guy's going to win. I think there's just enough uh, here for me to be really interested in this feud. But then again, like you say, 
I don't necessarily want it to drag out. I don't think this is WrestleMania worthy. Yeah, and because I think Endgame for Jay is Jay versus Jimmy at WrestleMania yes. somehow. Yep. So they could make it. See, this this is just where it, it's so fun because it's so close to WrestleMania season. They have the option. Gunther carries a title, gets a feud with somebody, or Jay wins it, and... Jimmy goes yeah, over, yeah, you know, it's now a Jay versus Jimmy for the Intercontinental Championship. That adds more, you know. Yeah, that, that adds, sounds that like a good WrestleMania it. match. It, it, it does, you know. Uh, but then that points, what would Gunther do? You know, like, you know, it's too late to, I think, put him in the main event picture, as you said. So it's just a lot of possibilities there. It'll be fun. Um, I still think Gunther's going to retain. And then, you know, they'll bring in somebody fresh, somebody new um, to challenge him. A Braun Breaker would be great for him. I, I think that's, I mean, I know Braun just started or the main event roster, but yeah, man, watching him, I don't think it's too early to put him into a feud like that. I think he's ready. You know, he's, he's the build he's, you know, he legitimately, he looks like somebody that can take them throughout. Well, and, and keep in mind too, while we say some guys don't seem ready and that they did go with Omos off of no build last yeah. year. So, I mean, just, it just sometimes, um, in Omos, that's for the spectacular, of how big he is, but, uh, for the spectacle of just the athleticism of Braun Breaker, I could see them doing that. And just the intrigue, yeah. Of you know, you tell anybody that you know, as an old school wrestling fan, this is Big Papa's son, Big Papa <laughs> Pump's son, and then you then you see him do what he does, and go, I believe it, you yep. know, and like okay, yeah, well, I'm, in, I'm intrigued, I'm interesting. Which again, with all this, the backdrop is just a reminder. There's so many wrestling families, um, and and basically what you're kind of having at the top here is a feud between uh, Roman Reigns and The Rock and his family, and, and Cody's historic yeah. family. Uh, with Dusty Rhodes and all that, it gets brought up in just about every promo lately in WWE. Uh, but it's you know it, it it's part of what's making all this hot. So uh, it's it's really interesting uh, to see uh, what what they go with here. And also really interesting was Caden Carter and Katana Chance. What were they gonna do? I I, I do that too much with an accent. I don't think you're quite over. I'm sorry. Uh, but Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance get another chance at the women tag team title, uh, taking the Kabuki Warriors. Um, again, they're solid enough as far as uh, as athleticism goes. Their whole like parting feud. Uh, yeah. There's not really. I need the rosebuds back. I think if you're gonna do that, <laughs> but uh, ultimately the Kabuki Warriors get the win. Yeah, and it was a fine match. I I do think that Caden Carter and Katana Chance, they are really fun to watch. Like their moves are 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 great. Um, but the the women's tag team titles. We we keep talking about this. They've lost everything. You know, there's there's just no no relevancy behind them. Um, and, I mean, the Kabuki Warriors, it's it's fine being with them, you know, because they're a part of damage control, so that, that kind of makes sense there. Um, but, yeah, this was this was a fine match, but just really nothing to, to get behind on. And I do feel bad for Caden, Carter, and Katana Chance because they're like a legitimate, chat, you know, tag team that work well together. They, they do like tag team moves, you know, um, and things like that, and not a lot of the women do. Um, that are forced to be, to be, to be teams. Um, so yeah, that's kind of disappointing for them, but I mean, what can you do at this point? You know, that it, it is what it is in the women's tag team title yeah. right now. Well, and that's part of the booking that they traditionally tells if you get a rematch, it's, uh, it buys them another time you get a bit, they get to put a championship match on a raw. Yeah. So, you know, there's stakes on a match and you kind of know the outcome. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, that was the right, right decision in this case, uh, leading up to our main event of the, of the night, the bull rope match between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe a misstep over the weekend, was uh, actually having, they had a live event uh, that Cody Rhodes was walking out of, a behind-the-scenes WWE look 
of Shinsuke Nakamura misting Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. once again, as if you know the five times we haven't seen it weren't <laughs> haven't been jarring enough. Uh, we're in luck that we'd get a sixth one during the match. Um, and they've had the feud, so I understand they went back to it. They need to keep Squeaky Keen, uh, Super Cena, <laughs> Cody Rhodes getting another main event uh, matchup that feels like it matters. But I was, I, I was a little bit like with how hot things were over the weekend online and all yeah. that. I was a little bit worried when they did that. Now, thankfully, as it played out, that this appears to be you know just an extension of the feud, not mm-hmm. necessarily anything moving forward. Drew McIntyre ends up attacking um, and 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 leaving Cody Rhodes lying with a claymore, which further adds intrigue and, and more is the talk. But uh, of what we should talk about moving forward. But first, I want to get your thoughts on. Two more missed the eyes of Cody Rhodes from Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, I forgot this was totally happening. I forgot their whole feud was a thing because Cody is involved in so many things. Like you said, you know, he just he's everywhere right now. Um, it was an interesting match, you know, a bull rope match. Um, that's not something you 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 really ever see in a match. Um, I thought it was a fine match, you know, great. Not not great, but good. Um, I did like the Drew McIntyre attacking Cody Rhodes at the end because as you said, it kind of furthers the possibility of they're going to probably fight each other for a chance at Seth Rollins championship at elimination chamber opens up a little bit more. You know, I, I think Drew McIntyre is having the time of his life with this character right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it very interesting that you bring up John Cena, you know, the Cody Rhodes comparison to John Cena. Cause that's kind of the, the role I see him filling right now is he's kind of their guy. They're going to shove you down the throat, yeah. um, you know, down your throat, no matter what there. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here with it. But I thought it was a, Okay, main event. Um, I like I said, I like the Drew McIntyre attacking Cody from behind, though. Yeah, and what I like about WWE's uh, kind of caught on and does better lately is they'll put the logo up to make you think, yep. okay, because most of the time Raw, they put the logo up, lets you know, okay, there's three, four seconds left. They put the logo up and then uh, get, and then the attack happens for McIntyre. So you're you're kind of expecting the the night to be over, and then you get that lo- one last taste of where they're going next and mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i i, I i'm interested um they've got to find some way to 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 lift up that rollins title while he's injured it's a big task I, I don't know necessarily where it's going i don't think anybody the we want cody crowd is going to be happy with a rollins cody match no matter how you get there um so very intriguing times to see what happens coming up in the next uh Next week of the WWE, which thankfully we'll be back and we can talk yep. about it, break it down next week. I'm Jake Pockerman. He is Augie Pena. This is our uh, weekly coverage of the WWE. It's our show called Nuclear Heat. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about, and we could do the whole show just on the main event title scene, obviously, at WrestleMania. You might have noticed, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll hold on upon some of those opinions. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us. And join us next week for another episode of Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 The Ticket.